everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, March 20th. Hey, am I having deja vu here, or is Chance right back to square one, like exactly where he was a year ago? Last year, the Chloe-Chance-Heather triangle was burning hot, right? Right in the front of everyone's attention. And Heather's life was in danger, and Chance was the only one who could save her, and here we are, <laughs> right back in the same exact spot. This week, um, I think that Chloe is starting to really care about Chance, really come to terms with the fact that she still cares about Chance, and I will dare to say it, I think that Chance is the one He's the one that Chloe loves. It's, I, I hate to say it, that it's not Kevin, but I, I think that Chance is the one that Chloe really, truly wants. And <laughs> the unfortunate piece of all of this is Chance loves Heather. Why? I don't know, but Chance loves Heather. Heather. And he was loving Heather a lot this week. <laughs> nakedly. <laughs> Very nakedly. I Like, Chloe prances into Chance's bedroom to, to, to bring him a, a birthday breakfast in bed, and she got an eyeful of all of the different ways that Chance was loving Heather. I mean, Esther's birthday waffles couldn't even begin to compare with Heather's birthday waffles, if you know what I mean. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, the one thing, good thing that I will say about all of this is that I really, really like having Chloe and Heather pit against each other in kind of a, a classic ri female rivalry kind of way. Um, it's mostly because I can't stand Heather, as you all know. Um, but I also just, I, I love when Chloe gets an opportunity to get in a jab. Um, this week, um, everybody's gathered at the Chancellor House for Chance's birthday party. And um, Chance comes down to a huge surprise that everyone is there. And Heather's downstairs after she's just been upstairs. <laughs> she's downstairs and Chance sees her and he says, oh, you're, you're here. You know, you, you made it. And Heather uh, just kind of coyly says, oh, hey, I... I'd never miss an opportunity for Gina's lasagna. And Chloe looks at her dead pan and says, you never say no to anything. <laughs> Which was beautiful. It's so true. I mean, they, you know, Chloe and Chloe can criticize Heather really all she wants, but they both jumped right on board. Both of those wagons, Chance and Ronan. There's really no difference. They both did it. <laughs> several times, although Heather was probably the most intimately involved with both of them. I don't know. I, 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 I think it's funny, though. I enjoy watching the little rivalry, especially since the guy that they're fighting over doesn't seem to be the same guy that he was a year ago. And maybe that's what the twist is. Maybe that's how it's different than it was at that time. The, the all-new chance, he... He's kind of dark. He's kind of sarcastic. He he's mistrusting. And maybe 
just maybe even a, a little bit more of a playboy. Hey, maybe having Ronan's liver <laughs> has caused some kind of like personality transference. <laughs> and now this, the sex wolf that is Ronan Malloy has transferred itself into chance. <laughs> Wouldn't that actually be beautiful? <laughs> oh my goodness! I I I feel like chances, like he's just not the same guy. He's he's now he's in this position where he has to make a decision about whether or not he wants to go back into witness protection, and he is none too quick to do the thing that everybody wants him to do, to do the thing that would make Nina happy, to do the thing that would make Heather and Chloe and everyone else in the family happy. He's not jumping on that, and. It, it, it just seems like he's a different guy. Right before um, the trial happened this week, Heather takes this moment to to what she called say goodbye. Everybody kind of says a second goodbye to Chance just in case they don't get to see him again. But Heather really lays it on thick. She's talking about how he's such a good guy and how he always does the right thing. I mean, she was really laying it on thick. And my question is, what if he's not? What What if he's no longer that good guy? You know, what if he chooses not to be? So right after this huge birthday party, Chance gets called. Finally, after all of these weeks of waiting, Chance gets called to court to testify against Pomerantz and all of the bad cops. And he has the opportunity to make this huge entrance. It was like... Shocking! It was very <gasps> when he walked into the courtroom. <laughs> um, Pomerantz is sitting at his, you know, at his defense table, and you know they're all thinking that the next witness is going to be Heather or something. And then they turn around, and it's <gasps> Chance, and the whole courtroom is like buzz, buzz, buzz. You know, you know, it's Chance. He's still alive. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> Chance has been looking really scruffy. Since he came back into town, he's had the beard and the kind of messy hair. <laughs> and I personally liked it. I kind of like him a little bit. I, I like him a little bit off kilter. But I have to admit, Chance walked into that courtroom in full military uniform, military haircut, and completely shaved and he, the way he was carrying himself, just very official. <laughs> it was pretty hot. I'm not the kind of girl that usually goes for a guy in a uniform. That doesn't appeal to me at all. In fact, it's kind of like repulsive in a way <laughs> to me. But Chance looked good in that uniform. I can't help myself. I have to be truthful on that. I thought it, the, the man, the man looks good in a uniform. There's just, there's no debating it. Um. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody in the courtroom must have collectively been like, mm. <laughs> that would have been the more appropriate reaction from the peanut gallery. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think the only person that was not the least bit amused or interested um, by Chance's return was, of course, Owen Pomerantz. The bad guy. He ends up um, giving this signal 
to, I guess, one of the court guards, the guy who's kind of um, proceeding over the, the court hearing, watching the doors and whatnot, and uh, the officer of the court. He kind of gives him a signal, and that guy slips out of the room, and you just know, you just start getting the feeling that... You know, Pomerantz is going to have his way. He's going to do something. He's still got people on the inside. You know, the whole thing has been, you know, with Chance's conflict about whether or not to go back into witness protection, this, this whole thing has been, you know, is it safe for me to come out of witness protection? And in that moment, right, when uh, Pomerantz gives the signal to this officer of the court guy, uh, we all know that he still has people on the inside that are willing to do his dirty work and that want to make sure that he doesn't get convicted. So, um... Moments later, <laughs> Chance, uh, they kind of call a recess. Chance has an opportunity to look down at his phone, and he has a text message from Heather's phone that says, We have your girlfriend. We're going to kill her. You still want to testify? <laughs> now, of course... My first reaction is, oh no, please, don't kill Heather. <laughs> please, don't let that happen. <laughs> because I can't stand her. But I'm actually starting um, to wonder if I might actually get my wish. I stand by it. Chance is not the same guy that he used to be. I think that maybe a year ago, he could have possibly decided to risk everything to save Heather, but I just have this feeling, maybe it's a hope, <laughs> but a feeling nonetheless. I have a feeling that Chance is not just going to throw away everything that he's worked toward, you know, getting these guys, these bad guys behind bars, going to the extreme of having to fake his own death, going into the witness protection, waiting all of this time to, to go to this trial and, and tell his truth, sacrifice, all of the sacrifice that he's made. I just am having a hard time believing that he's going to throw all of that away to negotiate with terrorists. I mean, isn't that rule number one of being a cop? I just, I am having a hard time, um, of, of seeing him doing it, uh, because it, if it's a choice between saving Heather and taking the stand to make sure that Owen Pomerantz goes to prison for the rest of his life, I tell you what, if I was Chance or if I was me, I would say, give me a stack of Bibles because right now I'd like to swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Gloria makes a fantastic green goddess, doesn't she? I I just love her. She's basically the new Gina, only with a lot more flair. Like less lasagna, more flair. <laughs> That's the the new the, the Gloria. I would love to see more of this fantastic Gloria. I want to get her off of the bench and into the action. You know, I'm liking the role that she's in now, but I want more Gloria. I feel like she is a sharp cookie. And I, you can't tell me that she is not suspicious of Jeff's many mysterious injuries. Why aren't we exploring that side of it a little bit more? I mean, Jeff has a broken arm. He has had a black eye. He's now he's missing a tooth <laughs> for crying out loud. At what point 
does Gloria start catching on? And if Kevin isn't careful, he's going to start matching Jeff. They're going to have matching missing teeth. (laughs) I mean, it's really, it's a ridiculous situation. I'm not happy with the situation. I'm not happy with Angelo and his little dog, too. Aside from the fact that it's putting Chloe in danger and causing her to have to lie to everyone again about her relationship with Kevin. This week, Kevin had to go to Jana and tell her that he can't see her anymore, which I pretty much thought was implied anyway. But whatever, he (laughs) has to go to Jana and tell her that they have to stay away from each other. And this causes Jana to kick Operation Get Kevin Back into full gear. So now she's decided that she needs to be nosing around about Daisy's baby, thinking that if she can get Daisy's baby back, that that's the key to Kevin's heart. And which is totally irrational thinking uh, for the one hand. For the other hand, she's just opening up this can of worms that she's not going to be able to put back, you know, and I, it's, it's, it's not good. So Jana goes to the church where, um, Daisy left the baby and miraculously at the same time that Jana is there, there is this other mother who's there saying a prayer. And from what I can glean, this is just my interpretation, this other mother also happened to leave a baby at that same church (laughs) at around the same time that Daisy did. So my guess is that this other mother, who we saw follow Jana out the door after, after, you know, Jana goes there to ask the priest if they've, if she, if he's seen any babies, he says no. Jana turns around and leaves and this other mother follows her out the door. And my impression is that the other mother is going to follow Jana home, start thinking that, that Jana has the baby and that Lucy is actually her daughter. And I think that this other mother is going to wind up trying to get, you know, Billy and Victoria's kid taken away from him. If she is missing her child and thinks that that's it, she's going to start going after that child. Billy and Victoria are guilty, guilty, guilty because they got the child under suspicious circumstances. So they're not really going to be able to fight it off uh, probably with, you know, guiltlessly. So what a mess it's, it's, it's going to become. I And the, the, the only thing that's going to be able to clear up this entire mess that Jenna has created <laughs> is going to be, ding, 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 a paternity test. Yes, that's right. As soon as Daniel realizes that Victoria and Billy are in this mess and that Lucy could potentially get taken away, he's going to have to fess up to being her father. And not only that, but he's going to have to live with this difficult decision that he's already had to make. He's going to have to make it all over again. You know, do I do I want to be a dad to Lucy? Or do I want to let her stay with a family who loves and, and cares about her and, and let her continue to be raised by Billy and Victoria? That's going to be his, his whole conflict. Like, I'm probably getting... A- <laughs> A little bit ahead of myself because I feel like, uh, wait a minute, did I just totally 
predict the next six months of that storyline right out of the gate? No, you weren't having a terrible nightmare. A terrible, terrible nightmare. Victor and Diane really did get married. <laughs> it burns! I still don't understand it. Still don't understand why Diane is doing this when she's clearly in love with Nick. I mean, why sit around and fantasize about the time you made love to Nick on Victor's living room floor when you could just, you could have had Nick. You could have had the real thing. There, there, was, there was nothing stopping her. She had several opportunities to seize the day with Nick. Yet, she still chose Victor. That's why I'm having a real hard time connecting with you, Diane. I, I'm not understanding your choices. Now it's just too late. Nick looks like he wants to lose his lunch every time he looks at her. There's no going back. And last week, one of you guys actually posted a thought that had never occurred to me. <laughs> and now that it has, I'm just, I'm so sorry. What if Diane is pregnant? Because she could be, number one, she could be pregnant with either Nick or Victor's baby. Number two, another layer, what if she wanted to get pregnant? Mm, because I tell you, I've been having a hard time understanding where Diane's head is. But I tell you what, even if she wasn't able to get around Victor's prenup, she damn well knows that squeezing out another Newman kid would, at the very least, secure her a place in Victor's will. Oh, Nikki. Off the wagon again? That's a real bummer. A real bummer. I can understand. She's devastated on many levels. Not only does she have to deal with the fact that Victor has married Diane, which is even hard for me. <laughs> but now, she has to deal with the fact that she has been building her whole life. She's been rebuilding her whole new self around Deacon, and he betrayed her. Just sigh. Just infinite sighs for Nikki. I hate seeing her struggle. I hated seeing her take that first drink. You know, what is it they say? If you, um, if you never take the first drink, you'll never drink again. You know, and she, she did. She, she just struggled really a lot with that first one. And ultimately she just gave in and at least she didn't sleep with anyone. This time, that, uh, who knows? I mean, when Nikki gets drunk, Nikki is very, very irrational. And I just feel like Nikki's going to need to learn how to pick herself up on her own this time. That's the only way that it's going to stick. She has to learn how to do it herself. It can't be based around, you know, her sobriety and her self-worth, for that matter, can't be based around Victor. It can't be based around Deacon or anybody else. If she needs a friend, if she needs somebody to hold on to... Let it be Catherine. Catherine was so close to saving her this week. There was a um, I was there was, I was really really engaged 
in that moment, just, it touched me, where um, Nikki, it was before she took her first drink, and she has this little moment where she's holding her cell phone in one hand with Catherine calling on the line, and the bottle in the other hand. And she has to make this decision of which one she's going to go with. And just in, in one sweeping moment, she tosses the cell phone aside and goes for the bottle. She decides to crack open the bottle instead. And it was it was very sad. I, for one, like I'm having a hard time believing <laughs> that Nikki is a vodka drinker. Does anybody else find that strange? <laughs> I just, I mean, I could see Nikki having a martini. Every now and then at the bar or something, but she just doesn't seem, she always seems to go for the vodka, and she doesn't seem to be the type of woman who would just be slamming bottles of vodka. I just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like she seems like she should be more of a wino. You know, that just seems like it would be, that would have be something more Nikki <laughs> than like hard vodka. That's so weird. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Pick your poison. Makes no difference whatsoever. Nikki is drinking again. She's hiding it from everyone. And I, as much of an ass as Deacon is, at least he understands her struggle. At least he knows that she has to fight this demon. And it's a challenge for her every day to stay sober. And he's in this position where he wants to make amends. He wants to to make things right with Nikki again. And and although I'd much rather see Nikki pull herself up out of this by her own bootstraps, Deacon may be the only person, the only one, who can save her. Fasten your seatbelts, everyone. We're going to Thailand. <laughs> well, in a country of 67 million people, Adam was able to find our favorite Hawaiian shopkeep. He was able to track him down to try to squeeze information out of him. But little does Adam know that Sharon's case is practically one. Victor came forward, okay? He said that he was a witness to the actual incident between Sharon and Skye. He says he heard Sharon try to save Skye. He heard that Sharon didn't murder Skye. He knows this for a fact. You can't argue this eyewitness testimony, so what more could you need? I I just, I, I don't get it. I feel like the Hawaiian shopkeep guy can really only attest to the fact that Skye wasn't murdered by Adam, you know, because he was the one, the shopkeep guy was the one who helped Adam, or helped Victor, excuse me, cover up the fact that Adam didn't really skill, kill Skye. The Hawaiian shopkeep guy doesn't have any information at all about the Sharon Skye incident. That's the point I'm trying to make, and I don't get why it's significant now that we're going to Thailand. Why are we even going there? I, I, I don't get it. Um, you're losing me on this part, YNR. I just feel like this, this little Thailand trip has been a weird little diversion, and it has caused way more harm than good for both Adam and Sharon. Adam has a warrant out for his arrest now because he decided not to follow through with Victor's plan. He said he was going to, and then he just backs out, and now he has a charge of perjury hanging over his head. And now... 
Sharon <laughs> has been caught with a fake passport trying to fly to Thailand after him. For crying out loud, people, both of these boneheads deserve to go to jail, don't they? Well, okay, those are my thoughts for this week. It was a short week. Well, let's, I think it was because of basketball. <laughs> I watch online, so all I know is that there is only three episodes. But I'm very sorry for anybody who went to watch YNR and ended up seeing um, basketball. The sound of sneakers screeching on, on courts. I, I'm sorry for you for that. <laughs> March Madness. It only comes once a year, but it's 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 maddening. March Maddening. Um, but either way, we still had you know three good, solid episodes. And next week... I think, I think we're going to be back to full-time shows. I hope so, man. It was, I, I, you know, it's like I went to see that there was only three episodes and I was like, aww, like my whole, that ruined my whole weekend or threw my whole weekend off at least. I was expecting to have two more hours of wine or, but oh well, I'm sure we'll be back on Target at some point <laughs> soon. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show, even though it was a shorty and I guess this is a little bit of a shorty, um, uh, chat for me this week, but that doesn't mean that you can't leave me a comment. There's still a lot going on, um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. You give me, like, the best ideas. You plant, you guys plant little seeds into my head that would so, I can't tell you, that would so never be there otherwise. So please, leave me a comment. Rock my world. Let me know what you're thinking. Otherwise, tell you what, I will be back next week to chat about the show, hopefully for five episodes. Um, and uh, it'll be fun. We'll catch up. We'll, we'll, we'll dish on all of the storylines. And um, I'll give you all of my love then. So, But until then, here's a little bit of love to tide you over until next week. Mwah, 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 mwah. I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, podcast peeps. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everybody who went and left me amazing, awesome, super fantastic uh, reviews on iTunes last week. I really appreciate that. I, I really, I can't even tell you how much that means to me because I'm, I'm you know, I've been doing video vlogging about uh, The Young and the Restless for three years now. Um, but I, I've always kind of loved uh, podcasting. I've always been interested in it. I like radio and I like, you know, just being able to listen to things while I'm, while I'm, you know, doing other chores and whatnot. And so I feel like this was a really good you know, place to try to do a podcast. And I've posted several episodes now and I hadn't really heard from anybody. And so I didn't even know if anybody was listening. But then I, I saw this week that a couple of really nice people left me some really fantastic feedback. And I can't even tell you, I was, it made my day. It really, really did when I saw that. It means so much to me to know that, um, that the work I'm doing is, is being heard and that you're enjoying it. Can't, can't even tell you how much that means to me. So thank you. And if you haven't, left me a review on iTunes. That would be awesome if you want to go. That's that's my way of knowing that people are there, or people are listening kind of otherwise I don't really know. So if you if you haven't yet, go to iTunes, leave me a review, let me know what you're thinking about the podcast. And um just so you know, I am trying to work on some different ways that I can um take feedback from the podcast. I've I've been working on updating the websites for a long time. Um 
And I know that the current website I have up right now doesn't load very quickly. So I it is absolutely in my plans for the near future to get up a new website, um, someplace where you can go and get the newest episodes. And I'm thinking about maybe putting in a forum because I would really like for you guys to have a place where you can go and um, give feedback about you know what you're hearing and maybe connect with other uh, with the viewers of the of the videos because there, there's about at least 200 people who watch the the videos and stuff every week and it would be cool they're really nice too by the way um, it's not like typical YNR communities because sometimes people I've found in the YNR communities aren't very nice um, and they just kind of like to criticize. You know, and I don't like that. So I've actually managed to cultivate a really nice community of people in the video series. And I would love for you guys to be able, the podcast listeners, to be able to go in and um, connect with them. So I'm, th- I'm looking into putting in a forum so that we can all kind of connect that way. And also, I know that a lot of other podcasts have dial-in numbers. So I'm going to see what I can do about maybe getting a phone number that you guys can dial into if you want to maybe leave me voice messages about your feedback on the show. And maybe I can even play them here um, on the podcast. So uh, that those are some things to, to, that are coming, coming down the pike from me. <laughs> um, but until then, you know, I'll just keep chatting like this. You know, probably within the next month or so, you'll be able to start seeing some other um, options. But until then, we'll just keep chatting in our podcast. You can always email me, yrchat at live.com. Or you can still go to the website and leave me a comment at uh, yrchatblog.blogspot.com. Let me know what you're thinking about the show, where you're from, who you are. I would really love to hear from you. All right. Well, I think that's it for me, for real, for now. (laughs) I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.